0: Tell your story.
1: Part. What was that about? Yes, SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Shea, and was a, like basically 15 minutes ago. Still my birthday, but since it's September the 18th, I mean that's what we kind of did, like a little bit birthday. Because since this series did fall on the week of my birthday, and let or the series finale was um, on my birth on my birthday against the Miami Marlins. Um, so we decided to do it there, kind of like do a little se- birthday celebration. Yeah. So, and the reason we play, also played Dirty Water is because the Red Sox won a series against a playoff contending team like the Miami Marlins. They took two two out of three games against the Miami Marlins. Yeah. We had the debut of Tanner Hoke pitching dominantly and making like promising future for as a Red Sox starter. Uh, Rafael Devers hitting a homer, and basically, yeah, Nathan Evaldi stepping up big to uh, yesterday's game, which is, yeah, today is, yeah, now, Friday, yeah. All right, so let's go over Tuesday's game, the Tanner Houck debut, all right. dude, come on. All right, here we are. So... Here's the debut of Tanner Houck. All right. So basically as. All right. So the only scoring that they did is a really big uh, low scoring game. Jackie Bradley Jr. in the top of the sixth inning. So there was no score up until the top of the sixth inning. But it got or it became a non-scoreless game until Jackie Bradley Jr. doubled into left field to score Xander Bogarts, making 1-0 Red Sox. And then the bomb in the eighth. Up by one run, run, uh, Kristen Vasquez decided to uh, give the Red Sox the insurance run um, as he singles into center field to score Raphael Devers, and that's where the final score would stand. As the Red Sox end up winning on a night where Tanner Houck was dominant, and we'll get into why he was dominant um, in, this, in later on. As the final score of this one, Red Sox 2, um, Miami Marlins, nothing. So the Red Sox scored two hits on seven or two runs on seven hits and commit no errors. While the Miami Marlins scored zero runs on four hits and committed an error. All right. So here is the box scores for the Red Sox. Alex Verdugo led off and played right field. He went one for five, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out no and struck out no time or struck out zero times. All right, and then uh, batting second and playing third base was uh, Raphael Devers. He went one for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then uh, bat- and then batting third and playing shortstop was Xander Bogarts. He went two for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. J.D. Martinez batted fourth and played D.H. He went 0 for free, so he's still slumping. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. Then batting fifth and playing catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez. He went one for free, Zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and struck out zero times. All right, Batting sixth and playing center field was Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for four. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. Then batting seventh and playing uh, first base was Bobby Dahlbeck. He went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. Then batting eighth and playing second base was Christian Arroyo. He went 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 2 walks, and struck out 0 times. And then batting uh, ninth and playing left field was uh, Jaro Munoz. He went 0 for 4. I, was, I said Munez, but now it's Jaro Munoz. Munoz. All right, so now o, he went over for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and he struck out twice. And the only extra base hit the Red Sox got was a double by Jackie Bradley Jr. and a double by uh, Rafael Devers. That's about it. Let's get into Tanner Roar or Tanner not Tanner Roar Tanner Houck. All right. So he pitched five innings and got the start, his first career start and major league debut. All right, with the Red Sox, he uh, gave up two hits. Yes, two hits, two singles as I should say, two leaping singles. He gave up no runs. He gave up zero earned runs. He walked only three people, and he struck out seven people, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 0.00 ERA. Dylan Covey came in and pitched two innings, gave up no hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.40 ERA. Ryan Brazier came in and pitched an inning. He gave up a hit, but he did not give up an earned run or give up a run. He did not even definitely give up an earned run. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up a, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.43 ERA. And then Mad Barnes, Maddie Backpacks, came in and pitched one inning in the ninth. He did give up a hit. And that was a double. He uh, gave up no – but he gave up no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.50 ERA. All right, so the Miami box score, Corey Dickerson led off and played left field. He went two for four. Yeah, uh, so he only had the oh, – oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. All right, um so uh, he, he did not score a run, no RBIs, no walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting second and playing center field was Starling Marte. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. All right, then uh, batting third and playing first base was Jesus Aguilar. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and he struck out once. And then batting fourth and playing right field was Matt Joyce. He went 0 for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then uh, batting 5th and playing third base and on my fantasy team was uh, Brian Anderson and also a teammate of Andrew Ben Attendee's in college. Uh, he went 1 for 4, zero runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out 3 times. All right, and then batting uh, then batting 6th and playing DH was uh, Garrett Cooper. Not Gary Cooper, Garrett Cooper. Uh, he went 1 for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and struck out twice. Yeah, not Gary Cooper, the famous nineteen thirties, nineteen forties actor. Yeah, he did play baseball in a movie. Yeah, Lou Gehring in a uh, Pride of the Yankees. So, yeah. Gary Cooper. Yeah. All right. I digress. All right. So, and uh, then batting seventh and playing shortstop was Miguel Rojas. He went zero for 2, 0 runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting second and playing, or batting eighth and playing second base was Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm, what a name. Yeah, I'm going to name, well, I think that might just be nicknaming to the size to be called that. Yeah, so what a name, Jazz. All right, he went O for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out once. And then batting ninth and catching was uh, Jorge Alfaro. He went O for free, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out twice. And the only extra base hit that they got was a Brian Anderson double in the ninth inning off of Matt Barnes, but that's about it. All right. Now, pitching, Sandy, Al- Sandy Alcantara pitched six innings and got the start, gave up five hits, surrendered a run. That one run was earned. He walked two people, struck out five, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a free point, 45 ERA. All right. Who is this dude? Richard Blair pitched uh, one inning, gave up a hit, surrendered a run, but that one run was not earned. He uh, walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.63 yard. All right. James Hoyt pitched 0.1 in pitch, gave up a hit, surrendered no runs, no earned runs. He walked one person, struck out one person, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4. 1.45 ERA, 54 er yeah. Ryan Stanek pitched 0.2 on his pitch, No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He uh, walked nobody or walked zero people, struck out two people, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.79 ERA. All right. Let's see. Johan Quisanda pitched one point or pitched one inning, no hits, no runs, no earned runs. Walked one person, struck out one person, gave him zero home runs and left the game with a 0.00 ERA. 00. All right. The win goes to Tanner Hart or Tanner Hawk deservedly. So he starts his career 1 and 0. So very good. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the big leagues. Welcome to the show. And then the loss goes to Sandy Alcantara. his uh second of the year, so now he's two and uh, or two and two. All right, and the save goes to a uh, Matt Barnes, his seventh of the year. All right. If I'm the Red Sox, how about let's give Tanner Houck the start or a starting job at least for next year. At least next year, let's give him a starting job. The dude can pitch. Honestly, I mean. I don't know. I'm not really sure if this is the one thing, but right now, so far, so far, he's impressed me. Put that man in the starting rotation. Yeah, I think he does have one more starter. I think it might be Sunday against the Yankees. Uh, maybe the Yankees. Uh, that might be a test. That actually might be a test for old Tanner Houck. But still, I mean, he so far, right now, the dude can pitch. So give him a starting job at least for the future. Make him one of the starting pitchers because, A, you don't – I mean, Chris Hill isn't going to come back until next year. Um, Erod's still out. He won't be coming back next year. I'm not sure about uh, Martin Perez. Um, still got to be worried about that, about his one-year deal. They want to re-sign him. And so, basically, four pitchers. And I really do not trust Ryan Weber as a starter. You no, know, Ryan Weber as a starter – is no no, no 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 yeah. As my nephew said,
0: yeah. Seriously, yeah. Listen
1: to the two-year-old. <laughs> Listen to the two-year-old. The two-year-old does not agree that Ryan Rubber should be a starter. No. So give Tanner Houck a starting job. Yeah. All right. So we'll take a break. Come back and talk about Game Two of the series on Wednesday. All right. Game two, Wednesday. Not a great night for the Red Sox. Nope, not so ever. As the miami Marlins showed why they are going to possibly break their playoff drought for the first time since 2003. And that was also the last time they also won a World Series 2 in 2003. So basically, so we are kind of witnessing a little history here. That's why, I mean, you just had to have a COVID season or a pandemic season to make something like this happen. All right, so let's get into the summary. So on the bottom of the first, um, so with uh, one on and uh, Garrett or Garrett Cooper up to the plate. And he goes yard, his fourth homer of the year to score himself and Jesus Aguilar make it 2-0 Miami. In the third, a sack fly by JD Martinez does score Alex Verdugo to make it the lead a one run lead. Uh, Miami still leads though two to one, so still not great. And then the Marlins do add on to their run in the bottom of the third as Brian Anderson singles into a right field to score a Miguel Rojas, make it three to one or three to one Miami Marlins. Then a double by Lewis Brinson. Uh, into left field, scores uh Brian Anderson, make it four to one Marlins lead. And then a and then a Jorge Alfaro home run, his second of the year, a two run homer, scores himself and Brinson to make it six to one Marlins lead. Then in the top of the fifth, Rafael Devers does double his fourteenth of the year to uh, into left right field to score uh, Alex Verdugo, make it six to two. Uh, Marlins still lead, but by four. And then Alfaro homers again, his second of the game, his third of the season, the score himself, and Garrett Cooper to make it eight to two, Marlins lead. Then at the top of the seventh, uh, JD Martinez homers, his fifth of the year, score himself, and uh, Xander Bogarts make it eight to four, Marlins still lead, but that's where the final score would stay, as the Red Sox lose this one, eight to four against a really good Miami Marlins team. A really good Miami Marlins team. All right. All right, so Marlins scored eight runs on nine hits but commit and commit no errors, while the Red Sox scored four runs on 10 hits but commit no errors. All right. Red Sox, Red Sox, uh... I just went blank. Uh, Red Sox uh, stats. All right, so leading off and of playing center field was Alex Verdugo. He went three for four. So good night. Uh, two runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. And then batting second and playing third base was a uh, Rafael Devers. He went one for three, zero runs, one RBI, one walk, and struck out once. Then batting third and playing shortstop was a uh, Xander Bogarts. He went one for five, one run. 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out 0 times. Alright, then batting 4th and playing DH was uh, J.D. Martinez. He went 2 for freeze, so a decent night. Uh, 1 run, 3 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out twice. Then batting 5th and playing uh, catcher was uh, Christian Vasquez. He went 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 1 walk, and struck out twice. And then batting 6th and playing uh, right field was uh, Jara Munoz. He went two for five. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting seven and playing up uh, first base was uh, Bobby Dalback, He went 0 for three, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out twice. All right, and then batting eighth and playing left field was Michael Chavis. He went 0 for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then batting ninth and playing second base was... a uh, Christian Arroyo, he went one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. All right. So the only so they got extra base hits, a uh, double or double by uh, Verdugo, his fifteenth of the year, and both or uh, Devers his fourteenth of the year. Now Arroyo, his first of the year, and then a homer his or JD Martinez homer. 5th of the year in the 7th inning off of Ryan Stanek with one on and no outs. All right. Now pitching. Mike Kickham, the kick man, pitched 2.2 innings pitched. He gave up 7 hits, surrendered 6 runs. All 6 of those runs were earned. He walked nobody, struck out 3, gave up 2 home runs, and left the game with an 8.49 yard. Yeah. He has... I mean, you have to give him slack. He hasn't really pitched in over six years, so big league. So yeah, well, that's no excuse. All right. Then Phillips Valdez came in and pitched 0.1 in his pitch, no hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out nobody, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.79 70 ERA. All right. Chris Maza, Joe DiMaggio's uh, great nephew or something like that, pitched one inning. Zero runs, zero, earn, or zero hits, zero runs, no earned runs. He walked one person, struck out no, one person, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.75 ERA. Right, Robinson Lear pitched one inning, one hit, two runs. All two of those runs were earned. He walked one person, struck out two, gave up a home run, And left the game with a 21.21 ERA. So I'm guessing, I'm probably already guessing who has the worst ERA on the team right now. All right. D'Amico Tapia pitched one inning, gave up a hit, but he did not give up a run. No earned runs. He walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.50 ERA. Then Robert Stock came in and pitched two innings, and he was lights out. Zero hits, zero runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a five point fifty six ERA. All right, Marlins box scores. All right, Miguel Rojas pit or uh, led off and played shortstop. He went one for four or one for free, one run, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out zero times. Then batting second and playing DH was a uh, Jesus Aguilar. He went one for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh, third and playing third base, coincidentally, oddly enough, uh, was Brian Anderson. He went one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out once. And then batting uh, fourth and playing uh, first base was uh, Garrett Cooper. He went one for three, two runs, two RBIs, two one walk, and struck out zero times. And then batting uh, fifth and playing right field was a uh, Lewis Brinson. He went one for three or one for four, one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out twice. And then uh, batting uh, sixth and playing catcher was a uh, Jorge Alfaro. He went two for free, two runs, four RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. And then batting, uh, and then uh, coming in and substituting for him at catcher was a. Uh, Son of Tim Walsh. or Tim Walsh is a uh, Chad Walsh. He uh got he went uh 0 for 1, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out zero times. And then uh batting 7th and playing 7 or left field was a uh, Sean Rodriguez. He went one for four. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. then batting eighth and playing uh Second base is the guy named after a music genre, jazz. Chisholm. He went zero for 4, 0 runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. You know what jazz sounds good when it's played backwards? It's pretty. Really, it's pretty funny. I did that on Snapchat with a. I was at a jazz, uh, or a society, uh, event in Peoria. I was there because my grandparents were there. They're big jazz. He's just but I. Decided to take a Snapchat video of one of the jazz groups, um, and then put it or uh, do a little setting or like a filter where like it's uh done backwards and it's pretty funny. It's legit. I, I thought it was hilarious. I showed it to Daddy. He kind of he kind of laughed. Being being the baby boomer, he he doesn't really like social media or he's on Facebook, but other social media he's not really big on. But like he, I showed it to him and he just started laughing. <laughs> That's why jazz sounds better when it's played backwards. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get back to the – all right. So playing center field and – or playing center field at batting ninth, Monte Harrison, he uh, pitched one – or one – or one – he went one for free, zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck out once. All right. So the only extra base hits the guys was double by Rojas and then – Brenson, and then homers by Garrett Cooper, his fourth of the year, in the first inning off of Kickham, with one on and two out. And then two homers by Jorge Alfaro, uh, his first, or uh, all totally at the free of the year, first in the third inning off of Kickham, with one on and two out. And then in the fifth inning off of Lear, with one on and two out. All right, so pitching. Let's see. Trevor Rogers pitched uh, or got the start for the Marlins and pitched three innings, gave up three hits, surrendered a run that one run was earned. He walked two people, struck out three, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a six or six ERA. And just Josh A. Smith, Josh A. Smith, do you remember this dude? I don't know. I think we do. I think he used to pitch for the Red Sox. I could be wrong. He uh, pitched two innings gave up two hits, surrendered a run, that one run was earned. He walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 5.79 uh, ERA. All right. Who's this dude? Man, they're just throwing out nobody. Nick Vincent pitched a uh, one inning, two hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked one person, struck out three, gave up zero home runs and left the game with a 4.41, 2.41 ERA. And then Ryan Stanick came in and pitched 0.2 innings pitch. Two hits, n- two runs. All two of those runs were earned. He walked one person, struck out nobody, gave up one home run, and left the game with an 8.44 ER. Then Brad Boxberger, who has been trouble for the Red Sox for a while, pitched 0.1 innings pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out one. Gave up zero home runs and left the game with a two point thirty five ERA. Then Yemi Garcia pitched one inning, no hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked one per, or walked nobody, struck out two, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a zero point seventy seven ERA. Then Brandon Kinsler came in and pitched one inning, one run or one hit, no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.79 ERA. All right, the win goes to Yemi Garcia, his second of the year, so he's now 2-0. All right, and then the loss goes to Mike Kickham, his uh, first of the year, so now he's 1-1, and there's no saved opportunity. Okay, yeah, it wouldn't make sense as well as a four-run lead. All right. You had to be impressed by these Miami Marlins. They are just a really good team. And as I said, they'll probably have a chance to make the postseason and do something that they haven't done in almost since I was a fifth grader. A fifth grader, yeah. 2003, the fall of 2003, that's the last time they made the postseason. And they were still called the Florida Marlins at the time. So there you have a chance to do something that hasn't been done in over a decade. I mean, a lot of teams are going to do that. The White Sox just clinched today. They clinched their first one in 12 years. See the Padres, yeah, they're gonna they probably will clinch and possibly get into the postseason for the first time in forever. The Phillies are gonna get in for first time in a while, yeah, since like basically uh, ten years. I mean, seriously, guys are gonna break their and it's kind of cool to see guys like Dontrelle Willis on Fox Sports or like the Fox Sports that's uh, connected with uh, the Florida Mar- or the Miami Marlins. He's getting excited. I mean, seriously, for real, for someone who uh, was on the last uh, postseason team and last on the, the one World Series, be excited about that. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. So you got to have to have respect for the Florida or the Miami Marlins now since they are starting to do pretty good and just had to take a pandemic season to do something like an 18 postseason, which my dad is still mad about. He said, this is not, this is not college basketball or NBA basketball. Why are they doing this? Uh, because of the pandemic season. I mean, wh- I mean, I kind of like it, too. It gives more people a chance to possibly win the World Series. And you know what? Possibly the Marlins won't go as far as World Series. They probably might get booted out in the wildcard round or the division round. Who knows? It's just kind of cool to see people that you would never see ever break a postseason drought now have a chance to break a postseason drought and possibly win a World Series. Wait, I mean, could you just enjoy that? I don't know. All right. Let's go to break. All right, we are back to talk about the series finale that happened today, this afternoon. All right. And I got to say, the Red Sox found a way to pull off, but they kind of made us a little bit have a heart attack. Yeah. In the seventh inning, but here we go. All right, in the top of the sixth inning, um, Kevin Pule- or Kevin lucky got the Red Sox on the board first, with a sharp single into left field to score or Raphael Devers and Xander Bogarts, make it two-nothing Red Sox lead. And then Raphael Devers put gave him the go-ahead runs and some insurance runs to with his uh three or three run homer to score himself, Christian Royal, and Alex Verdugo make it five-nothing Red Sox lead. But then my Miami Marlins did a little bit of a rally time. Kind of deal in the bottom of the seventh. Jorge Alfaro singles in the right field to score. Uh, Garrett Cooper make it uh, five to one. Uh, Red Sox still lead, but by four runs. And then three runs as Chad Wallach, son of Tim Wallach, doubled into a uh, center field. Score Rojas. Score. Ro- uh, score only Rojas. Make it uh, yeah five to two. Red Sox lead, then by two runs as Darlin Marte or. Grounds out to third baseman Rafael Devers on a sack. Ground out to score a faro. Make it a 5-3 Red Sox lead, but that's where the final score would stand. As the Red Sox get it done in South Beach and win the series by a performance by Nathan Eamoldi, who basically did not give up a hit until the fifth inning. Yeah, I didn't even realize that realize that too until like they were talking about it in the fifth inning. And after that, he did give up a base hit. But still, I mean, what a performance. One of the best starts. Hit or Martin Perez's start against the Blue Jays on Thursday of last week or so. And uh, Tanner O'Rourke's start this weekend. And Mar- Nathan Ivaldi's start. I mean, seriously, real good starts. Really feel good starts, I feel like, yeah. All right. So the Red Sox scored five runs on ten hits, but committed an error while the Marlins scored 3 runs on 7 hits but committed no errors. All right. Red Sox box scores. So, or uh, Alex Verdugo led off and played right field. He went 3 for 5, one run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting second and playing third base was uh, Rafael Devers. He went 2 for four, 2 for 4, two runs, zero or three RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting third and playing shortstop was uh, Xander Bogarts. He went two for four. two for four, One run, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. Then JD Martinez batted uh, fourth and played DH. He went 0 for two, zero runs, zero RBIs. He walked twice. Well, that's kind of why his uh batting averages are low or at-bats are low because he's walked two times and struck out once. And then batting uh, fifth and playing catcher was Kevin Powecki. He went one for four. Zero runs, two RBIs, zero walks, and struck-out once. Then batting sixth and playing center field was uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. He went one for free. Zero runs, zero RBIs, one walk, and struck-out zero times. And then batting seventh and playing left field was uh, Jaro Munos. He went 0 for 2. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck-out once. And then coming in and uh, relieving or uh, subbing for him in left field was uh, Zuwey Lin. He went 0 for 2, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out twice. So he struck out all two of those at-bats. Then batting 8th and playing uh, first base with Bobby Dalback. he went 0 for 4. So basically, as yeah, you probably already know from the last uh, recap that we did, he uh, his 8-game hitting streak came to an end. So yeah, so now he's up now on two-game slump. All right. 0 for 4, 0 runs, 0 RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out all four of those at-bats. Man, Frobby D, what are you doing? Frobby D, I'm sorry I said that on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frobby D. The batting ninth and playing second base was uh, Christian Arroyo. He went 1 for 4, 1 run, 0, RBI, or zero RBIs, 0 walks, and struck out once. All right, so the only extra base hits that the guy was a Rafael Devers homer, his 11th of the year, in the 7th inning off of uh, Johan Quisanda, with two on and one out. All All right, pitching. Nathan Evaldi got the start and pitched five innings, gave up two hits, surrendered no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out seven gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.25 VRA. As I said, best start, one of the best starts they had, or any Red Sox starting pitcher had all year. All right. Phyllis Valdez came in and pitched an inning, gave up two hits, surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. He walked one person, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.25 VRA. Jeffrey Springs pitched 1.0 innings pitched, two hits, one run, that one run was earned. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 7.02 ERA. Ryan Weber came in and pitched 0.2 innings each pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 5.15 ERA. Then Ryan Brazier came in and pitched one inning, one hit, one no runs, no earned runs, he walked nobody, struck out one, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 3.27 ERA. Then Matt Barnes came in and pitched one inning, gave up zero hits, surrendered zero runs, he gave up no or zero earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out one, gave up uh, zero home runs, and left the game with a 4.35 ERA. All right. So Marlon's stats. All right. Corey Dickerson led off and played left field. He went 0 for 5. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out twice. Batting second and playing center field was a uh, Starling Marte. He went one for free. One run, one RBI, zero walks, or zero, or zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting uh, third and playing first base was a uh, Jesus Aguilar. He went 0 for 4. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out all four of those at-bats. And then batting fourth and playing right field was a uh, Matt Joyce. He went one for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then batting fifth and playing uh, third base was a uh, Brian or Brian Anderson. He went zero for four, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. Then batting uh six and or batting six and playing or. Batting sixth and playing DH was a Garrett Cooper. He went two for four. One run, zero RBIs, zero walks and struck out once. Then batting seventh and playing uh shortstop was Miguel Rojas. He went one for free. One for free. One run, zero RBIs, one walk and struck out zero times. And then batting uh eighth and playing uh second base was Chaz Chisholm. He went 0 for 2. Zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and struck out once. And then pitch hitting for him was a uh, Jorge Alfaro. He went one for one, one one run, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out zero times. Then coming in subbing for him at second base was Sean Rodriguez. He went zero for one, zero runs, zero RBIs, zero walks, and that one at bat was a strikeout. Then coming in and catching for uh then under the uh, bat or batting ninth and playing catcher was a uh, blank. Uh, Chad uh, Wallach, he went one for four. Zero runs, one RBI, zero walks, and struck out twice. Alright, so the only extra base hit that the guy was a Garrett Cooper double or two doubles by Garrett Cooper and uh, Chad Wallach. Alright. Pitching? Alright. Jose 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 Urena. Yeah, I can't pronounce that name. I had a, I, it was on the top of my head. I knew Urena. Or Jose Urena. Jose Urena pitched 5.2 when he's pitch and got the start. Gave up five hits. Surrendered two runs. All two of those runs were earned. He walked two people. Struck out six. Gave up zero home runs. And left the game with a 6.00 ERA. And then coming in... sub Or... Uh, Relieving him was Richard Blair. He pitched uh, a 1.0 in his 0.1 in his pitch. No hits, no runs, no earned runs. He walked one person, struck out one one person, uh, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 2.57 ERA. And then coming in and uh, subbing for him was a Johan Kazana. He pitched an inning, gave up four hits, surrendered three runs. All three of those runs were earned. He walked one person, struck out one, gave up a home run, and left the game with a 9.00 ERA. And then, who is this dude? Yeah. Nick H- Nibbert, Nibbert, Nibbert pitched zero point two or two innings, gave up a hit, no runs, no earned runs. He walked nobody, struck out three, gave up zero home runs, and left the game with a 0.00 ERA. I'm sorry that I cannot pronounce these names. These guys, really, I mean, who are these people? That's why I'm mean about the Miami Marlins. Statement. Who are we supposed to know is any of these guys? Yeah. Well, mainly starting pitching. All right, so the win goes to Nathan Givaldi, his third of the year. So he's now 3 and 2, so very good. Very good for Nasty Nate. Uh, the win or the loss gets slapped to uh Jose Urina. He uh his second of the year, so now he's zero two, so he's kind of having a rough start. Um, and the save goes to Matt Barnes, Matty Backpats, his eighth of the year. What a start by Nathan Iabaldy! Yeah, I was about that too. Like, when I saw that Rafael Devers hit that uh three run home run. I thought, oh, yes. What a way to get it done on my birthday, but I kind of started having a little bit of a heart attack when they gave up three or or gave up three runs in the bottom of the seventh inning. But they held on, at least for that. At least, you know what? You know this t- I know this team is not going to go anywhere, and they probably are prior taking to get the number one draft pick, and I'm okay with that. In fact, I kind of do want to see them get the number one draft pick. I kind of want to see them get someone like Kumar Rocker or Jack Leiter, both bandy guys. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a pretty good baseball team. They are a very good call it, collegiate team. Yeah. At one point, they were defending national champs and they were about ready to defend their title and then COVID hit and basically wiped out their season. Yeah, so they weren't able to defend their title. I wonder, I wonder if they get the defendant next year. Yeah, that's the case. I don't know. But yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of happy that Red Sox did win on my birthday. If that is the one day, especially this season, if that is the one game that the Red Sox must, I mean, must win, it's today or yesterday, because, yeah, today is the 18th. Yeah, September the 17th. Yeah, every year that they have, if they play on September the 17th, that's the day that they have to win. I don't care. I really do not care what the excuse is. Get the dub. Get the dub and dub. Yeah. All right, so the Red Sox win this series, as I said, three games, two. Very good against a really good Miami Marlins team this year, so very good. All right, so we will go to break. No talk about uh, standings, playoff picture, who has the best and worst ERA, some fancy stats, and then call it the a day. And we'll talk a little bit about my birthday, too, like some stuff that happened on my birthday, too. Events. Yeah. All right. So don't go anywhere. All right. We are back. All right. So let's go over the standings. All right. So, as we priority are, we are probably in last. Yes, we are in last. So let's go in the AL East. Tampa Bay is still leading the way with a 33 and 18 record. So, very good. But the Yankees have basically bounced back after being down in third place and almost the eighth seed and have a three and a half game lead or are trailing three and a half games behind the Rays with a 29 and 21 record in second place. Then in third place, the Blue Jays have a 26 and 23 record and are six games back. Orioles are uh, in fourth place with a 22 and 29 record and are 11 games back. And the Red Sox are in uh, <coughs> fifth and last place with a 19 and 20 or 1932 record and are 14 games back. All right. So the so the I can't talk. In the AL Central, the White Sox have already clinched their uh a spot, but they are leading their division right now, 33 and or 33 and 17. Um the or the Twins are in second place and are uh three games back and are with a 31 and 21 record. In third place with the Cleveland Indians with a 27 and 23 record and are 6 games back. In fourth place, are the Tigers with a 21-28 tw- record and are 11 and a half games back. And in last place, in the AL Central, are the Kansas City Royals with a 21-29 record and are 12 games back. In the AL Central, the Oakland Athletics are still leading their division with a 31-19 record. Then in second place are the cheating Houston Astros, the Houston Asterix, with a 25 and 25 record so at 500 and our 6 games back. Then the Mariners are kind of making a little bit of a run too. They're in third place with a 29 and 28 record, 9 games back though. Uh fourth place are the LA Angels are uh they're 21 and 30 with a 10 get 10 and a half games back. And in fifth and last place in the AL West is the Texas Rangers with an 18 and 32 record and are 13 games back. Now in the National League. In the NL East, the Braves are winning their division with a 29-21 record. But free gains back behind them are the Miami Marlins with a 25-23 record in second place. Then in third place are the Philadelphia Phillies with a 24-25 record and are four and a half games back. Then in fourth place um, are the New York Mets with New York... Ugh, New York Mets with a 23 and 27 record, and are six games back. Then in last place in the NL East are the defending World Series champion Washington Nationals with an 18 and 29 record, and are nine and a half games back. All right, in the NL Central are the Chicago Cubs leading the way. My favorite, my National League team, with a 30 and 20 or 30 and 20 record. Then in second place with five and a half games back are the Cincinnati – oh, they kind of bumped up a little bit. All right, Cincinnati. They're Now, now since they kind of a little bit blue with the whole offseason stuff and now it's not reproducing, they're trying to find a way to dig themselves out of the hole, I feel like. All right, so they're in second place with a 25 and a 26 record. In third place are the St. Louis Cardinals and are six games back with a 22 and 24 record. In fourth place are the Milwaukee Brewers with a 23 and 26 record and six and a half games back. And in last place are in the NL Central are the Pittsburgh Pirates with a 15 and 34 record and are 14 and a half games back. In the NL West, the LA Dodgers have clinched a postseason spot and are leading their division with a 36-15 record. The first team to clinch a postseason spot. So Mookie, yeah, so Mookie bats and all those guys. All right, then the Padres are behind him with four games back and are 32 and 19. Uh, the San Francisco Giants, yeah, Mike Yastrzemski and all that, Cardi Strzemski's grandson, are in third place with a 25 and 24 record, 10 games back. Then the Colorado Rockies are uh, in fourth place with a 22 and 27 record and are 13 games back. And in fifth and last place are the Arizona Diamondbacks. 19, thirty-two and, and 17 games back. All right. If the playoffs are to begin today, let's see how this looks. If the playoffs are to begin today, this is what the seeding would be. All right. All right. In the American League, your number one seed, the Chicago White Sox. Your number two seed, the Tampa Bay Rays. Your third seed, the Oakland Athletics. Your fourth seed, the Minnesota Twins. Your fifth seed, the New York Yankees. Your sixth seed, the Houston Astros, or the Houston Asterix, as I like to call them. Your seventh seed, the Cleveland Indians. And your eighth seed, the Toronto Blue Jays. All right. And as I said, White Sox will fit the Blue Jays. Rays would fit the Indians. Uh, A's would face the Astros, so a rivalry there. And Twins face the Yankees. Well, we already know it's going to win uh, the wild that wild card round with the Yankees. Yeah, they always kind of own the Twins for some reason. Yeah. All right. And now in the National League, your number one seed, the LA Dodgers. Your second team, your second seed, my National League team, the Chicago Cubs. Your third seed, the Atlanta Braves. Your fourth seed, the San Diego Padres. Fifth seed, the Miami Marlins. Sixth seed, the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, man, they could make it too. Your seventh seed, the San Francisco Giants. And your eighth seed, the Philadelphia Phillies. So Dodgers would face the Phillies. Cubs would face the Giants. Uh, Braves would face the Reds. And Padres would face face the Marlins. All right, so pretty neat. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. All right. So who has the going down from the list? Best and worst. Um. Well, best and worst. Not. Yeah, best and worst record. And who has a better chance of landing the number one draft pick? And who has a better chance of winning the World Series? Let's go over it. Right down. Rapid fire. All right. So starting from best to worst, Dodgers, White Sox. Rays, Padres, A's, Cubs, Twins. Go down. Oh, I got to take it there. All right. All right. Continue. Braves, Yankees, Indians, Blue Jays, Marlins, Giants, Astros, Reds, Phillies, Cardinals, Brewers, Mets, Rockies. All right. Let's see. And then Mariners, Orioles, Tigers. Royals, Angels, Nationals, Diamondbacks, Red Sox, Tigers, and your worst team in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and possibly projected to get the number one draft pick. I I need Kumar, God. <laughs> We're not even in the second seed, too. So he, Texas could get Kumar. Oh, my Lord. What is going on? Okay, that that's – okay, maybe winning this series wasn't really that great. All right. Oh, I mean it would be a lottery pick team. Not funny. All right. Who has the best and worst batting average in ERA on the team? The best batting average on the team is tied between uh Devi Gurin, and Jaramunos with a three or free or free forty or free batting average. So best on the team so far. So no one's hitting four hundred, so not great. They're not hitting Ted Williams' numbers. And then who has the worst batting average on the team? It belongs to Andrew Benatendi. and probably will belong to Andrew Benatendi as long as someone doesn't really go lower than uh, 100 free. All right. Worst or best and worst ERA on the team. Let's go. All right. So the best batting er- or ERA on the team belongs to Darwinson Hernandez and Tanner Houck with a 0.00 ERA. So very good. Yeah. And then who has the worst batting ERA on the team? It belongs to Jose Peraza, but he's a position player so pos- or pitcher would be Robinson Lear with a 21.21 ERA. I was right. I was right. I guessed it right. <laughs> All right. Maybe we're gonna be cheering for that. All right. So let's talk about fantasy. My birthday just wrapped up the show. 113 in the morning. Oh my lord, what are we doing? I did get off work. All right. All right. All right, so last week, Section 10 lost to uh, the impoverished batters. And currently, right now, they're beating Ray's team 7-1. to So very good in the Constellation bracket round. Yeah, Constellation bracket round. So like round one of Constellation round. All right, starting nine lost to or uh, tied with Todd's terrific team last week, 4-4. So their season is now done. They're not playing and obviously, Poppy's the GOAT. They lost to a uh, Todd's team, so they end the season uh 0 7 as they lose to Todd's team 7 705.30 to 517.60. So not great. So they're done. All right. And then the Royal Rooters. Um, let's see how they did last week. They played uh Wilford's team and won that game eight to one. And currently, right now in the Constellation round, they are losing to Ming Dynasty LA five to four. Then Bleacher Forty One played uh, Juan Bigasso and won that game eight to one last week. And uh, and then uh, they now play or in the championship round against uh, Casey uh, Royal. And right now, or KC Royals, like Kansas City Royals. And right now, they are leading 10-0 right now. So, very good in the championship round. Yeah. until the semifinals. All right. Then the Peter Griffins played uh, against uh, Ryan's team 1 and won that game 519 to 389 and found some way of winning. And now they're in the consolation round against uh, 10,000. And right now, they are currently losing or losing that game 348 to 244 or 43. All right. So that's it for Yahoo Fantasy. Now, ESPN Fantasy. The Curry beat Team Fearless 304 to 224 and are still undefeated. So currently, right now, how are they doing in their playoff They are winning against uh, our nationals champions for or by or by like nine points, 142 to 133. So yeah, hopefully they win because that's the one team I kind of want to see win it. And then Sly Kelly slide. They played against um, Team Muckley. And won that game three hundred one to two hundred four. And currently, right now, they're still playing Team Buckley in the championship round, and are winning that game. Are winning that game hundred eight 108 to ninety three. All right, win or learn. Let's see how they did last week. They played against Team Cofferly and won that game two hundred seventy two to two hundred twenty six. And right now, they're currently losing the Team Pearson in the championship round, 186 to 145. Not great. Then Boston Toms played against the the Astros Will Steal Your Girl 2. That's a funny name. And won that game, 300 300 to 139. And right now, they're playing the Constellation round. And they are losing or beating Don't Play. 137 to 126. All right. Sean Johnson is a goddess. right? So last week, they played against Team Gibson and, won- and lost that game 242 to 219. And currently, right now, they're playing the Constellation round and beating Team Ogle 176 to 79. So very good. And right now, T.O. Nation see how they're doing so right so last week they lost to a uh, team linden 302 to 250 and right now in the constellation round they are losing to get up get up and gone 169 to 114 so not great yeah. all right so that's it let's go over the standings real quick and then talk about my birthday how much time do i have all right, i got a little bit of time all right so, standing, Kerrhees are seven and zero. Um, slide Kelly, slide are six zero and one. So six wins, zero losses, and one tie. Um, win or learn is a six and one. Uh, Bleacher forty one is four two and one. So two win- or four wins, two losses, and one tie. Section ten is three two and two. So three wins, two losses, and two ties. Boston Times are three and four. Royal Reuters are three and four. Uh, Peter Griffins are two and four. Starting nine ended the season with a one-four-four-and-two record. So one win, four losses, and two ties. Sean Johnson is the goddess is still a five and two. Um TO Nation is two and five as well. And then Poppy's the Goat ended the season with an 0-7 record. We really does a dishonor by naming that team Poppy's the Goat. I don't know what we did. I don't know what we went went wrong there. Yeah. All right. So to talk about my birthday. So Bert, birthday was yesterday. September the seventeenth, nineteen ninety two. I was born that day, and a lot of stuff happened that day. So the Battle of Antietam happened on that day too. So yeah, it happened in uh in eighteen sixty one, and it was a critical battle during the Civil War. Um. It hap uh, It happened in Sharpsburg, Maryland. And it ended in a conclusive draw, but the good thing was the Confederacy didn't win because if they would have won that battle, they would have marched on Washington and to the point where the British would have stepped in and demanded an armistice where it would have favored the South. And that would have not been great. And then the US Constitution was ratified on September the 17th, 1787, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So the founding framework of our country a little controversial but it is kind of one of our founding documents i do kind of want to mention it um operation market garden during world war ii the sort of successful sort of failed invasion of the netherlands during world war ii against uh german or german nazi occupied the netherlands um it was a mostly an airborne operation but and they did manage to liberate half of Holland, but the main goal was to uh, capture main or a couple of main bridges and they would have captured those main or those bridges, they would have been able to cross the Rhine, get into Germany, and drive straight to Berlin, where they could have had the war over by Christmas nineteen forty four instead of May nineteen forty five. So yeah. And they basically, yeah, the plan didn't really go as planned. They didn't really capture the bridge. Or blow, they got blown up before they even got there. Um, they just got surrounded, especially the paratroopers, the British paratroopers in Arnhem in the Netherlands. They basically got trapped there, and basically no one came to help them, and they had to just find a way. Half of them were able to get back to Allied lines, but half of them ended up being German POWs. Yeah, so not great. And then, let's see, the Camp David Accords was signed between Israel and uh, Egypt in 1978. Um, Let's see, what baseball? Orlando Cepeda used to play for the Red Sox at one point. He was born on September the 17th. I'm trying to figure out. I think we had a list, too, of um, records on uh, how the Red Sox did on September the 17th. But I have to go look it up. I have to go find it on a flash drive. It might take a little bit. But we'll try to find that list. But yeah, I compiled a list last year of how the Red Sox did on my birthday on September the 17th from 1901, the year they became a franchise, to 2019. Or well, today, what well, two, well now, 2020, yeah. So, yeah. So happy birthday to me. Had a great day. Except the Celtics lost. They basically kind of just choked. In that game and yeah they yeah this is a Red sox podcast we won't get too much in the basketball but yeah so a great day overall Red sox got the dub although it kind of did hurt our chances uh hurt the chances of possibly landing tanking and getting the number one draft pick but I mean if this is the one day you have to win if this is or you have to have a day where you have to win this would be the day to do it September the 17th so next series starts uh, tomorrow and goes through Sunday, and it's against the Yankees, I believe at Fenway. I think that's the only time that they'll face the Yankees at Fenway. So this is it for the seat for the series for this season. So we do not play the Yankees until 2021. Yep, I'm right. Yep, they were saying during the while I was listening to the Celtics game tonight, they were saying, "Oh, they're gonna go to the Bronx." Like, you no, know, I think the series is in in Boston. I mean, it's at Fenway. What What is yeah, – I don't know. It was, I was listening to Celtics game, and they were talking, like, during the Sports Hub headlines that, like, the series going to happen in the Bronx. No, no, it's not. It's going to happen in Boston at Fenway. It's the only Fenway series that they're going to have. Yeah. Well, knowing the Yankees, I'm, I'm really mad the Yankees have started to – bail themselves out. Especially when it looked like they were going to be dead in the water. And it looked like almost too that they were not even going to make the posting. they're the 8th seed. I thought, yes. This is karma for those effing assholes for dancing on our graves during the whole cheating scandal. Them and the Astros graves. And making a whole big deal and having a parade when they got Garrett Cole or signed Garrett Cole during the offseason. And this is just karma. This is just this is now God telling you that he hates the Yankees now. This is God telling – yeah. This is just God just saying like, all right. Oh, he's right. thinking, wait, this is the team I was supposed to curse? Oh, who did I curse? Oh, I'm sorry, Boston. I'm, I'm sorry, Red Sox. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I really mad now. I mean, we did win four World Series titles after – since two or since nineteen eighteen, so it's not really that bad. Speaking of which, I got a all four World Series championship rings uh, set. Yeah, I bought them on Amazon. It was like forty nine dollars and dollars or forty two dollars. So it was pretty neat, really good deal. Yeah, that's something that I will cherish. Like just, yeah, I'm just gonna just show them around. Just yeah, I was part of that two thousand four squad. Even though I was in uh sixth grade at the time. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I was still part of that. I mean, yeah, you're probably wondering why I wasn't at school. I was, yeah, I was in the postseason. Yeah, just trying to help the Red Sox win. 2018, yeah. oh, yeah, I was a part of doing that too. Yeah, I was a scout at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty neat. All right, let's wrap up the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple iTunes. Give us a five star review if you can. All right, follow the show on. Oh wait, don't follow the show on Twitter. Yeah, that's why I mean we got shut down on Twitter. I don't know why. Their excuse was to try to keep Twitter safe. We're not doing anything wrong on Twitter. whatever. I mean, all right. So just now, follow just follow me on Twitter at underscore 92 We will have that in the details of the episode. Then follow the show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast from. Doesn't matter to us. And with that being said, that about do it. All right, see you guys. Bonnanna.
0: So I know you want to ride out. Even if we only go to my house. Sit more easy as we sit upon my couch. Feels good, but I know you want to cry out. You say you want passion, I think you found it. Get ready for action, don't be astounded. We switch in positions, you feel surrounded. Tell me where you want your game Girl, you know I. Girl, you know I. I've been dreaming. I've been a late night dreaming. i been. Girl, girl, you know I. Girl, you know I. Don't need candles and cake. Just need nobody in me. It's birthday sex. Birthday sex. Yeah, really birthday sex. Birthday sex. It's See you sexy in them cheese got me on team. One, two, three, think I got you clean. Don't tap out, fight into the end Bring that girl, we gon' start over again. We grind it with passion. Cause it's your birthday. Been at it for hours. I know you thirsty. You kiss me so sweetly. She's just like her, she's, just tell me how you want to get girl. you know I, girl, you know I, I've been dreaming, I've been a late night dream, I've girl, you know, know I, girl, you know I, don't need candles and cake, just need your body to make, birthday sex, birthday sex, sex First I'm gonna take a dive into the water deep Until I know I please that body, body out Or girl without a broom I might just sweep you off your feet And make you wanna tell somebody, body how I do Or maybe we can float on top of my water bed you close your eyes as I improv between your legs. We work our way from kitchen stoves and tables, girl. You know I'm more than able to see. Yeah, I see you wanted hours on a day. But you got me in hours on a bed. Girl, you know I, girl, you know I. I'm Girl, you know I. Girl, you know I need candles, need Birthday sex, oh, birthday sex it's the Birthday sex, birthday, 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 birthday sex, oh, birthday sex.